Listening Dog Media. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. The Athletic. Hello and welcome to the Offside Rule. I'm Kate Borsay. Hello. And alongside me, it's the road tripper aficionado. Although she's getting a bit of a rest this week with international break. It's Lindsay Hooper. Hi, Lindsay. Hello. I've not even left the house yet. Um, I'm going to stay firmly put for as long as possible. Well, I'll tell you what, a lot of service stations have posted a loss so far this week, Lindsay. I'm putting that down to you and your lack of miles. Yeah, probably. I'm I'm even getting a bit snobby with service stations (laughs) lately. I've got my favourites, but we won't divulge. Well, Moto is calling you back. Uh, There must be a pasty or an instant pack sandwich with your name on it. And also joining us on the show today, the magnificent, the one and only Sky Sports News anchor, Hayley McQueen, hopefully a bit less toothy this week. Hi, Hayley. Thanks. Hi, thanks for the introduction. Well, do you know what? Two weeks on. It was two weeks since I've had this flipping wisdom tooth removal situation and it's still sore. I'm still on painkillers every now and again. Yeah, but I did my first long on-air shift last night for Goal Zone where there were a lot of goals um, because there are European World Cup qualifiers, of course, and we get to run them all in. So I had a nice three-hour slot on air and by the time I came off air, I literally had jaw ache. But I have had that jaw situation, haven't I? Which is loosening up, you'll be pleased to know. But I'm not quite back at my best yet. I didn't... How people get all four taken out at once is beyond me. I mean, no way am I going back for the other two taken out, not in a million years. Well, I don't want any more smutty conversation from you this week, Hayley. After last week, you managed to cause a few listeners to drop their cups of tea to guffaw in public Mm -hmm. um, at your slightly crude suggestions about what you could and couldn't do with your mouth. So we'll leave it there for this week, but I hope it continues to get better. Are you off the pureed food yet, I suppose, is the only question I need to ask. Yeah, and the good thing is, I think I'm at the stage where now I might be able to bite into a toasted tea cake or hot cross bun. So... Yeah, it's all positive. It's all positive. Ayla will be relieved. She can get her food back. (laughs) I know, right? She does slide a rice, her little rice crackers, just the right sort of thickness to just slide. She just, she's a feeder. You'd think I'd be a feeder with a mum, but she's like, no, eat this, eat that, eat. I think she sees me eating what used to be her baby food. And she's like, oh, have you not progressed, mummy? I'm I'm onto this stuff. What about you? Showing you up. Um, Listen, talking about food and routines and feeding, very interesting insight from Orlando Bloom in the Sunday Times about his morning routine and what he gets up to. Let me just give you a highlight if you've not heard about this and you're listening. So basically, before he even dropped his child off at school, um, he likes to earn his breakfast is the phrase he uses. Starts the day with some green powders, okay, Uh, mixes that with brain octane oil, a collagen powder and some protein. Uh, Then after his powdery, oily snack, he takes a hike while listening to Nirvana or some Stone Temple pilots, um, and then uh, and then starts with breakfast. I won't go on because there's just too much to mention, um, but I wondered what your morning routines were, ladies. Do they rival Mr Bloom's at all? Well, I had fruit and yoghurt to begin with, um, but that wasn't fulfilling enough, so I had two crumpets as well on top. 
You didn't um, have your green powders then, Lynn? No, no, none of those. Um, I sorted out some work with a builder. Um, I checked in on some school friends to see if they're okay. I agreed to do fighting talk this Saturday. I'm a, I'm a late substitution. Is this after in that. I instructed you to take a whole weekend off and not accept any late job offers? <laughs> you, yeah. I'm, you, you are going to fall out with me very quickly. I checked a singles tennis league online for my local tennis club to see who I'm up against when we can go back. Um, and I've not been out the house, as I alluded to earlier. And uh, that's pretty much me this morning. Well, that's fairly good. Hayley, what have you been up to? Any um, hazelnut milk, any vegan protein powder? I just normally have what Ayla has. Um, and I'm that's because I just simply don't have time. I obviously know I have a child. Put them first. I'm not like you, Kate. I am not a cook. Don't enjoy it. I have absolutely no imagination when it comes to whipping up um anything. So she gets crumpets, Weetabix, porridge. So I normally delve in, which means I actually eat more than I was doing before. I'm not a massive breakfast person, but to be honest, you're lucky if I've brushed my teeth by 11 o'clock and you're very lucky if I've got dressed by then as well. In fact, as we record this now, mid-afternoon, I'm still in my pyjama top. I have put fresh tracksuit bottoms on though. Um, and I haven't I haven't had a shower yet because I'm going to work tonight. I figured, why get clean in the morning when I'm probably going to be rolling around in the dirt with a child all day? Yeah, I and sign you know. up to that. Um, I have got up after staying up late, sorting out the office because we've just moved. Uh, I then dropped the kids off at school, bought a coffee on the way home. I had a pan of chocolate for breakfast and a mm. bowl of Cocoa Pops for lunch. So... <laughs> screw you Orlando Bloom is yeah. all I've got to say take your hazelnut milk your vanilla your hazelnut milk your vanilla paste and your protein powder and I'll give you a pan of chocolate and a bowl of cocoa pops I tell you what if he sat down and had a pan of chocolate and a bowl of cocoa pops I, I reckon he'd be a happier man for the afternoon I'm telling you I'm telling seem that you unhappy but he, he does seem to get an awful lot done before breakfast anyway um coming up on the show today of course we've got the internationals to speak about we'll be um chatting about who actually not the euros this year but looking ahead of course because these are world cup qualifiers to Qatar next year um we'll also be talking abbreviations after we were wowed by the number of abbreviations in line of duty and it got us thinking about football abbreviations and how many there are and then have you all done your census, listeners? I hope so. Otherwise, you could be in line for a £1,000 fine. If not, do it quickly. Um, we are going to be basically trying to guess which footballer's producer flow is describing to us by means of census questions. I think that's the best way to exact. To They're vital that. statistics. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so let's get cracking. All right, topic one, sticking around. England kick off their 2022 World Cup qualifying campaign with three games this window. Gareth Southgate's picked a strong squad with not that many surprises. Uh, who of all those names do we reckon will still be in the picture by the time the team head off to Qatar based on them definitely sealing qualification first, of course. Let's not be too presumptuous, but uh, which players would maybe drop out, which won't be good enough, which would retire? Uh, we've got the Euros, of course, to go as well, but all eyes on Qatar is where we're looking at for this one. Who are the young stars that will be playing in the senior side next year? Hayley, let's tick-tack our way through this one. We've probably got some of the same names, haven't we? So mm. Hayley, get us, get us started. 
Okay, I mean, this is a difficult one because we do have quite a youthful squad at the moment in terms of starting 11, it is youthful. And when you look at the back four or whether it's a back three, that's where you start to think, well, depending on what he does in the Euros, it's going to depend on what he does in the World Cup, in my opinion. And we know that the back three obviously worked really well, but then you've got John Stones, who's back in sublime form. And he was, you know, he's settled back now Um he's delighted to be back involved with the England squad. I think it was a travesty that he wasn't for a while. I think he felt that. But as he's doing really well, the partnership of him and Maguire, I think will stick um, for now. But I have actually taken John Stones out. So he is by big name omission. And I think it's going to be, a, I think it's going to be a very youthful defence that um, Gareth Southgate is going to go for. I still have Maguire in there, but I have him over Stones. Obviously, the two could play together. Again, it all depends whether it's three or four at the back. I've also got Luke Shaw dropping out. I think Luke Shaw's going to have had his time That's by the time of the World Cup. Yeah, because you've got... So you um, wouldn't take one bit of experience in the form I would of... take them, but I, they wouldn't make my starting 11. Right, I would okay. prefer to have Tamori in there if he continues doing well. This is all, again, if they stay in the form that they're already in. Trent Alexander-Arnold, I think in there as well with Ben Chilwell. Why not? I go for a very, very youthful looking um, back foot. Yeah, you might throw in a Shaw or Stones just for that little bit of experience, but you just wonder if City do really well, of course, this year, if they're on for a quadruple or whatever it may be, and there's no kind of burnout. And yeah, I guess he's at a good age as well. Um, he could potentially make his way into the starting 11 for the World Cup. But I was looking at the under 21s as well and who could come through and just keeping it very youthful like Gareth did in our last major tournament. Yeah, true. But I think, I mean, yeah, jury's out for John Stones or rather on John Stones for me as well. He's never made that England shirt his own. And I know that you could question, well, that's not, you know, probably because he's not had that much opportunity, but he's got a lot to prove, hasn't he now? Um, and, you know, can he do on the international scene what he's done for Manchester City? Um, I've biffed out Kieran Trippier at right back mm, and I've gone for yes. Rhys James. And it's similar to what you were saying about kind yeah, of I didn't even really. mention him. Didn't even mention Yeah, so him. I think, yeah, you know, gone. Trippier may well make the Euros. But for me, Rhys James is a better longer term prospect. I've biffed out Eric Dyer as well. Um, still got a lot to prove. I suppose his versatility across the back is one strength for him. But I would probably maybe take a punt on Michael Keane instead in that centre-back position. I don't know whether he's going to make my final 11, but um, I'd just say, you know, because he's been around a little while, he, he does have that maturity, Michael Keane. was first called into the squad in 2016, but so much has happened for him since then. So I would go with Michael Keane, perhaps hasn't inherited some of the England neg negativity that some of the more regular players have. Um, I, like, I like the look of him because he's, because he's not young, young, is he? What, what, what is he, mid to late 20s? Um, I, li I like the look of him for, uh, for centre-back pairing. Um, so bye-bye, okay. Eric Dyer. Bye-bye, Kieran Trippier. And have we got no Carl Walker involved at all anywhere either? <laughs> well, seeming know. as you've both taught defence, I'm going to mm. come in here, I'm putting in, I'm going to retort because um, I've got two players that I'm sticking with, two that I'm going to let go um, or that I think rather, that Gareth Southgate will. And similar as you've mentioned, defence. I think one of the players that's in this squad that won't be there come Qatar, I I'm, I'm hate to say it, but I think it's Connor Cody from Wolves. 
Um, he is a great leader, but I do think that he hasn't been scintillating this season towards the end of it. Um, and I think there's too much competition in that area. I mean, you've mentioned quite a lot of names already. I do think that Stones and Maguire, um, unlike you, Hayley, I would go with that centre-back pairing. I think Joe Gomez will be fit and back by then too. Um, but also you look at Konza and Mings and they play together week in, week out for Aston Villa. Yeah, and I think there's a lot true. to be taken by that for, for Gareth Southgate. The fact that they've got that relationship already. I think Konza has mm. been outstanding. And I am going against you again, Hayley, because I'm I'm saying what? Luke Shaw is sticking around. Think, I think he think? has been having the best season of his career yeah. this season. And, and I think, think he's completely over injuries. Everything's going to be well, fine. He just needs consistency. That's that. it is, is injury a pending, bit of a liability yeah. for me. And 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 mm. I don't doubt he's had an amazing season. He he has always had it in him, hasn't he? But is he just kind of I don't know whether it's damaged goods mentally, physically, possibly a little no, bit of both. I don't think you can say me... that. I don't think mm, you can say that with his performances. He also it's offers... It's just whether it he's... translates, doesn't it? Well, his crossing has been sensational this season for Man United. He's always... I think he's... His footballing brain has developed. He he knows where to play the ball, the overlapping runs that he's offering up more frequently. I think you'd be really hard pushed to find someone better in his position in a year's time. Okay, let's move on to another area then. Hayley, where are you going to go next? Okay, well, when I'm looking at um, attacking players in terms of starting 11, not just a squad, I am very much keeping Harry Kane in there. I think he's going to be key, yeah, I think not just in the Euros, would, yeah. but in the World Cup. And I'm also keeping Raheem Sterling in there, but... I'm getting rid of Rashford and I am dropping in Sancho. I think Sancho is going to be the future for us. So that's that's kind of how I'm going. I've got Foden in there as well in terms of the midfield. He's there or thereabouts right now. I'd had Rice coming out, um, maybe Madison and Winks in there too. But yeah, I've gone for my big inclusion and somebody who I'd like to see a little bit more of, because obviously we, we don't right now because he's he's not over here applying his trade in the, in England, is is Sancho. What about Dominic Calvert-Lewin? He's hard to ignore, but maybe he is a Harry Kane replacement too much. And so therefore you'd always go with Harry Kane, wouldn't you? Talking of Foden, there's a really important question to ask about creativity, isn't there? That it's been perhaps quelled somewhat recently and whether Southgate will go to a 4-3-3 which you know actually could be a could be a massive asset to him and of course a lot depends what happens at the Euros but then in that formation do you use Phil Foden alongside someone like Jack Grealish you know such such strong creative players about whether that offers really yeah whether whether that pairing offers a much more exciting opportunity if the formation allows than any other pairing that we might mention or any other selection? Well, this is the toughest area that Gareth Southgate has when it comes to making decisions because he's got too many players in those positions. Yeah, too many but good create- Yeah, but creativity is absolutely vital at World Cups. You need those players that can change a game. And I think Grealish, Foden, you've, you've got to be looking at them and, and including them in, in the midfield selection. But 
the other player that I'm sticking with, which I think a lot of people might gasp and go, oh, really, over over those sort of creative players, but I think offers something completely different, is James Ward-Prowse. You need that person that's got that set-piece delivery that can score free kicks the way that he can. Great corner kick taker. And I don't think we've got that. We don't want Harry Kane on corners again, do we? Um, no, and then so, if you don't oh. take Jordan Henderson, you do need... Mm. You do need someone, you know, who 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 can always be relied on for those. Yeah, for those and and uh, you know, in terms of set pieces, you know, that isn't a like for like comparison, is it? Henderson and James Ward Prowse, and I know in mm. terms of the the engine room at the centre of midfield, perhaps, and and leadership skills, you'd say Henderson edges it. But I think James Ward Prowse offers something that we don't have, and that's the ability mm. to score from set pieces. Um, he replaces the Beckham factor that we used to have many mm. years ago. So I would stick That's with him. True. I really would. Um, okay. And okay. my other one that I'm going to say bye to, because I think this is just for the experience at the minute, obviously Pickford's injured, but in the current qualifiers, uh, you can see that Sam Johnston's had the call up as a goalkeeper. You know, that isn't going to be something that's sticking around until Qatar, not when you've got Pope Henderson and then Pickford yeah. coming back from injury. So yeah, I think Pickford I think we can safely say he won't be. Yeah, part Pickford of it. for me. And then I've got that Nick Pope's got a great opportunity over these next few games, hasn't he, to sort of mm. really, really cement his stuff. I've biffed Jesse Lingard as well. Uh, he's obviously been good for West Ham, but he's still got a lot to do for me. Bakayo Saka is a player that I yeah. am excited about and, and when we look forward to next year you know he's first a one of to all, watch isn't he more yes, than anything well you, right you know now. first of all it mm. is it 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 is good to have I don't know whether he's a secret weapon but it's good to have options he's a terrific talent but you know what makes him really good for the World Cup and for any tournament is his versatility when, when I was writing this earlier I wanted to sing to myself versatility oh versatility um, anyway uh, forget about my weird quirks and how wow. versatility sounds like high fidelity to me um, but anyway he's only 19 you really had to explain that one I was not yeah, following yeah no, I know because I'm totally aware that I didn't sing it very well um, but he made his debut in October collected four caps so far and, and it's interesting isn't it because he's largely been utilised in more defensive positions but in the current squad um, although he's obviously injured for this um, for this next game um, he's down as a forward so just you know for me one of those players that's A talented B exciting but you can also utilise in lots of positions and on that note I think we've uh, we've rounded things up I don't know how much clearer we've made it but we've certainly put our case forward for the players we want in and out of uh, the first team when it comes. No, 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 no. I'm not having you say this because it makes it sound like I don't want Connor Cody. Of course I do. You were saying, can I just remind really you, Kate say of the brief of this This one was who will Gareth Southgate stick with come Qatar? <laughs> and that <laughs> is my reasoning. It's not who Connor I want. Cody, and then you apologised. So you can't say that you want him. Yeah, of course I want him there. I'm just saying that this is what I think that Gareth okay. Southgate will do. Fair enough. Putting so, me, myself in his shoes. And those waistcoat. are the players that we think Gareth Southgate, because Lindsay doesn't want to take uh, ownership of her decision. Uh, she's going to put it on Gareth Southgate uh, to not take Connor Cody to the World Cup next year. Uh, next up, we're going to talk abbreviations.
Okay, topic number two. Before Lindsay and I get into some big debate about the problem <laughs> that she has with Connor Cody. Only joking. Oh my gosh. Only joking. We have never fallen out on a show yet. <laughs> um, let's move on to our second topic to try and avert World War Three. Um, what the chiz? Now, if anyone didn't <laughs> see Line of Duty, you need to what sort is your TV cheers? viewing out. A chiz. Oh my goodness. I, I actually looked this up the other day. It is a covert human intelligence source. Uh, let's right. hope you do better on the rest of them, Linz. Uh, we are we are going to provide uh, some of our favourite football equivalents because actually when you when you stop and think about it, especially when you're um, doing match reports and stuff, Linz, or you're live at a game making, making a note on what's happening, you do, of course, chuck in loads of abbreviations. Mm. Um, Hayley, do you want to get us started with a few? Yeah. Well, I, I just want to talk about Line of Duty. I've not seen Line of Duty, but I'm going to watch. I'm sorry. Everyone's like, what? You haven't watched it? It's what the nation's been waiting for. You should have caught up on that first season. I've been busy, okay? <laughs> but it's it's when you hear somebody radioing to another cop or a police officer. We're not in America, are we? Too much Netflix over here. <laughs> and they go, it's Lima Foxtrot Whiskey Alpha One. Yes. And I'm like, yes. what the? What the? I remember hearing that for the first time in the bill and I had no idea that they were actually talking about the letters. Letters, yeah, yeah. Of the, of the number plate. And even still now, if I call up and they're like, what's your postcode? And mine is, it's HP. I, I And I get the Hotel Papa. And then it's like, there's a K and I'm like, Kit Kat because I can't think of a K and then it's like you, you get through the alphabet Y for yellow and I don't really know that <laughs> yeah I do that too so I struggle with that a little bit yes there's some that you always know like I always know Juliet and Alpha um, yes. Foxtrot well, but Hayley, there's some you just what? don't whiskey. Hotel I think it's whiskey Alpha mm. Yankee Lima. what's N Lima November Oh, November. And I'll just finish off Hayley with another Yankee. I say Nana. You Nana. (laughs) You Nana. I'd be Kilo Alpha India Alpha, which actually sounds quite exotic. I'm I'm happy with that. Anyway, forget about what the police use. What do we use in football, Hayley McQueen? Okay, so there's all the kind of usual ones. My my absolute favourite. And of course, we use it not just in football, don't we? But an OG, an own goal. I use that anyway, just in text messaging when I've done something silly or... I've, you know, missed a train or whatever. I'm like, oh, what an OG here, blah, blah, blah. Now, obviously, the kids are using OMG. Oh, my goodness, of course. Mm. Um, but I, it's like a lot of them now with the kids, I get wrong. At least the football ones, I know a centre half. I know, you know, I know all the usual yeah, HT, half-time, full-time, half-time FT. GK, goalkeeper. Yes. But it's 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 when I have a text off um, a young person and I, I have no idea what these it's little things LMAO mean. It's got LMAO or whatever. Yeah, but the thing yeah. is, Hayley. And lol, is it, is it laugh out loud or is it lots of love? Yeah, I can because laugh thi- out loud. The thing is, in footballing abbreviations and terms, it has got younger. It's got younger it's got more stat-based and this is all courtesy of Opta because XG was introduced, yes. expected goals. But I'm wondering, ladies, whether you know these ones. XA? Expected attack? <laughs> no. I don't know. Expected assist? Okay. XGOT? Okay, yeah, goals? I don't know. GTOT? XGOT, XGOT. Oh, XGOT. XGOT. Gosh, we look very uh, ancient here. On I'm time? very not with it. <laughs> oh, you were so close. 
it's expected goals on target. Uh, Okay. PPDA. Oh, gosh, that sounds like something I have to sit down once a year. Sounds like something I've mum's net now. Setting up my objectives. Points Mm. per, what is it, DA? Yeah. Points per something. Ladies, you're really not up on all of this, are you? No. Passes per defensive action. Oh, God. And final one, it's more simple, P90. P90. Played 90 minutes. Played 90. Per 90. Oh, per Per 90. 90. Okay, fair enough. I'm just um, used to the AET after extra time. After ET, extra time, yeah, ET. Phone home. FK, free kick. Yeah, um, yeah. I'll give you some other ones. Um, how about the ones that you have to stop and think about? CONCACAF and CONMEBOL. Oh, yes. 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 CONCACAF, Confederation of North, Central, American and Caribbean Association Football. CONCACAF, CONMEBOL are on the same things, but South America. Um, how about the one he'd like us to use, CR7? Yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo. his number Cristiano. and his club and his number yeah. and... Yeah, well, in, um, in terms of players like Ox, that's an abbreviation, yes, isn't it? Yeah, Ox. Yeah. VVD, the Virgil Ox. van Dyke. AVB, Andre VS Boas. Yes. Yep. DVD, Daniela van der Donk. VVD, Virgil van Dyke. What about, yeah, what about <laughs> players that we just know from their shortened name? So do you know Xavi's name? So if you say Xavi, X A V I, it's not an acronym, but it's just his name, isn't it? But it's not actually his name. Do you know what his name is? Xavier's name is. <laughs> no, Xavier I just always Hernandez. called him Xavi. Yeah, Xavier. Xavier. Xavier Hernandez Cruz. And what oh, about geez. Pato? I was interested with this. Pato. You all know Pato. Yes, Alexander of Rodriguez da Silva. I mean, where's he got Pato? Yeah, from? so they've got oh. shortened names because they're because their yeah. names are too long. It's <laughs> like Cesar Aspilaqueta being Dave. Dave. Slightly, Dave, yeah. slightly off topic. And what about Goat? Not just in football, oh, of course. Oh, yeah, greatest of all time. time. And then we've got kind of player combos, haven't we? Like SAS, which was Shearer and yeah. Sutton and then became uh, Suarez and Sturridge. People um, will be screaming some of these out. Yeah, you know, I know, like I Lots know. of abbreviations in, in football. We can't cover all of them. Pod. What about um, what BM, the BMW? Yeah, go on, go on. Wag. Oh, to- yeah. Totally forgotten about them, haven't we? Wags, yeah. wives and girlfriends. Used to be huge. All right, well done, ladies. I think we've sewn that up. And should they ever release a football version of Line of Duty, we'd be fine. We'd be really on top of things. Next up, let's get Apart from you two with the Opta stuff. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, let's get censusing. Okay, footballer census. Have you filled yours out, folks? You should have done. Should have should have done it by Sunday. If not, get it done quickly. It takes ten minutes. It's just quite arduous, but it's fine. Um, so inspired by the national census uh, that popped through all of our letterboxes recently, and from the genius mind of Lindsay Hooper, uh, it was uh, it was either a toilet break or a or a chocolate break. This one, uh, this is our footballer census. Producer Flo's written down some key stats about some top players, and we have to guess who they are. Right? Are you ready? Yeah. Right. Drum roll, please. Okay. Footballer one, age twenty three. Height, 1.8 metres. Foot, right. Premier League goals this season, nine. Assists this season, nine. International caps, 39. International goals, 11. I was thinking, apart from the international goals, I don't think he's got 11, because I was thinking along the lines of Luke Shaw, because I think he's scored quite a few, but I don't know whether he's scored nine. He hasn't scored Um, nine this season, has he? So who is Flo thinking of here? Maybe she's looking at slightly different data to us, which is fine. Or Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Are we going to go Raheem Sterling? Calvert-Lewin scored many more than nine this season, hasn't he? Nine this season, yeah, I think so. Um, So I'd go, would you go Raheem? Would you go... 
uh, Riyad Mahrez, like no. Rashford? Danny Ings. I think it's got to be Rashford or Sterling, hasn't it? Is it's got to be simpler than we think it might be. And, and age is 23, it's metrics. Rashford, isn't it? Because how old's Raheem Sterling? Isn't he over 23? Yes. Oh, yeah, he would be. So let's he go. He would be over 23. Should let's go, go Rashford. Rashford? Yeah. Right foot, yes. Rashford. Oh. oh, there you go. Okay. All right, footballer number two. Age 29, height 1.9, so taller than Rashford. Foot mm-hmm. right, Premier League goals this season three, international caps 86, okay. international what? goals okay. 26. Oh, I was thinking initially defender because of the... For, because of the height, yeah. We'd like, I mean, we need their address, don't we? We need their address. Yeah, need... which which county are they in? Yeah. Oh, I you know what? I'm getting I'm getting confused by thinking of England players, but it's not an English player. Yeah, it could no. Be, it could be well, anyone. Yes, it it may not be. It might okay. be. It it could be. Um I think I know who it is. 86 appearances, and I reckon he could have 26 international goals because of how long his career is. 29. No, he's not 29. He's not 29. I was going to go down the Jean Moutinho route. Right, producer Flo, put us out of our misery. Oh, oh. Raul Jimenez. <laughs> but let's go to footballer three, ladies. Height, 1.9. Same as Raul Jimenez. Ooh, okay. Age, okay. 30. Foot, right. Goals conceded in the Premier League season, 29. Premier League clean sheets, nine. International caps, 45. So it's got to be a goalkeeper. Yeah, it's a goalkeeper. It's definitely 29 goals conceded. I know that Fabianski's got nine clean sheets. Um, yeah, David De Gea does as well. I know that. Okay. But I think he's taller than 1.9. Six foot two? That is six foot so, two. Oh, yeah. six foot yeah. two. 1.9 is six foot okay, two. Okay, there we go. And he turned 30 as well, didn't he, recently? Who did? Was it recently? David De Gea turned 30. Okay. He had a big well, He's definitely got nine clean sheets. But has he conceded 29? I I wouldn't have thought as many as that. Producer Flo, put us out of our misery, please. David De Gea. That was kind of a guess. She let us wing on there for a while. But I did think, you know, 30. I was like, I've got the age, but the height thing, that's metric. I deal in feet, you know, it's how old I am. Footballer, four. Height, 1.6 metres. Age, 24. Foot, right. WSL goals this season, 14. International caps, 93. International goals, 71. I'm going to go straight in and say Viv Miedemar, surely. Yeah, me too. Ding, well, ding, ding. Yes. Okay, let's motor on to Footballer Leading 5. Leading scorer as well. Yeah, yes. Okay, Footballer 5, height, 1.6 again, metres. Age, 37. Okay. Foot, both. WSL goals Ooh. this season, 2. Oh. International caps, 172. What? International goals, 40. And the both feet hmm. thing is, is isn't someone hmm. like she, Jill is Scott, it? is it? Is it Jill Scott? Oh, Farrah Far- Williams. Farrah Williams. Williams. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It oh, is Farrah Williams. Well done, oh, ladies. Yes. Fantastic. Well there done. We so that was a tough one, wasn't it? That uh, was tough. Apologies to those of you who have torn out your headphones in anger at how slow we are. Hopefully you've put them back in again now for, to hear me say this. Um, let's trot on then. Any other business coming up? Okay, let's get stuck into any other business, the smaller slash undercover stories that you may not have seen during the week. Hayley, let's get started with you. 
Well, have you seen that the Premier League next season is going to be pushed back and will start on August the 14th? There are fears over burnout, of course, because we have the Euros, but then we're going to have the World Cup and oh, it's all just a bit of a mess, isn't it? But this is big news for me, ladies, because you know this wedding, we're fourth time lucky now. This is the fourth date that I've actually had because the Euros got in the way, COVID got in the way baby. Didn't get in the way, but was a nice surprise and cancelled the first one. So I am getting married just before the 14th of August. So there you go in the week building up to the start no of the season. football so, clash. There yeah. we go. And I I was reluctant to have it on that weekend or just before the weekend because we're not getting married on a weekend because all the dates were taken. It has to be in the week, but that's fine. Makes it slightly cheaper as well. Um, I can now, yeah, be quite excited about the fact that I'm going to get married and I might have some footballing friends who are able to come. Mm. I'm going to go abroad as well for my story. Um, We spoke about him, gosh, a month or so ago, but the news just in this week that the great-grandson of Italian fascist dictator Benito Mussolini has signed his first professional contract with Serie A team Lazio. You may remember um, that he um, was called up to the club's under-19 team in February. He's featured in four of their past five matches. Needless to say, he has impressed. He's earned a three-year deal. Uh, he's called Romano Floriani Mussolini. He put a picture up on Instagram to celebrate uh, where he just goes by the name Romano Floriani and who can blame him? Well, the PFA Players Board is what I want to bring up because you've got so many that are in the running now to join the board. Um, the committee is going to be made up of 13 PFA members from across the Premier League, the Women's Super League, Championship League One and League Two. Um, And it says as well as three former members, there will be other players elected. So Tyrone Mings um, has spoken out against racism. He's joined by fellow Premier League candidates Wes Morgan, Tom Heaton, Lee Grant. Uh, Troy Deeney represents the Championship along with Matt Bloomfield, George Friend, Angus MacDonald, Michael Morrison, Matt Smith and Jack Stacey. The WSL players, Florence Allen, Danielle Carter, Steph Horton and Katie Zellum, their candidates um, while there are nine other candidates from League One and League Two, uh, Leandra Little, Chris McCready, Chloe Morgan, Dave Regis, Laurie Sanchez, Marvin Sordell, Peter Vincenti, and Fern Whelan are the former members um, going for the three positions um, of former members that can be on this board. So it's all taking shape and one we should keep an eye mm. on, I think. Very important in decision-making going yeah. forward. Now, wow. what does uh, Roy Keane and Zlatan Ibrahimovic have in common? Well, they're both on Instagram and both have a lot of followers but don't follow anyone back. They love themselves too much. Uh, Roy Keane, um, he only joined in February, by the way, uh, announced his arrival with a selfie with his dog. He's got 1.3 million followers, doesn't follow a single person back. Since he joined, we've seen him celebrate Valentine's Day, St. Patrick's Day. um, And his most recent uh, picture that he put up at the weekend is uh, him and his granddaughter um, with the caption, my granddaughter idolises me and I told her to join the queue. I think that's that's definitely a reference to how many people love him on Instagram and he doesn't love anyone back. 
Just finally, a plug for our other show, the WSL edition of The Offside Rule, because we've got lots of reaction in there to the other big news this week about the landmark TV deal between Sky Sports, where you are, Hayley, mm-hmm. and the BBC when it comes to showing the top flight of the women's game yeah. for the next three years. Um, it's fantastic they've managed to broker such a deal. And via one of Kate's contacts, we actually spoke to the man that brokered it, that actually did the deal. That's part of the show, as well as speaking to Kelly Simmons, who's the director of the women's game at the FA so yeah make sure you go over there have a listen if you're interested in that Uh, it's out every week on a Tuesday um, as well as as having this show if you're really desperate to get a Covid injection and you want it for free and you're in Russia all you have to do is go and watch Zenit St. Petersburg because they have an offer on at the moment genuinely it's buy one ticket get a Covid injection for free (laughs) They're offering all fans the chance to be inoculated before they watch the team play at their stadium to allow for a safe situation. There you go. It's rushing mm, for of you, isn't it? discussions this week, isn't there, yep. about vaccination yep. passports and being let into to kind of big scale events um, and even the pub, apparently. Um, yep. Have you heard Have you heard what theirs is called? We've got AstraZeneca, go Pfizer, Sputnik, Sputnik vaccine, they? Sputnik. Yes. Very cool. Yes. Uh, apparently <laughs> it has, um, it is, although people were obviously sceptical about it, um, same mm. as the one from China, uh, apparently it's got, it's posted very, very good results. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, from COVID vaccinations to two goodbyes now we've come to the end of the show um a quick plug at offside rule pod for twitter and for insta and our website too where you can find loads of great content we have a feature um by ali hooper called whatever happened to where each week uh, you get to uh, hear about a player that you might well have forgotten about mm. um a couple of weeks ago ali featured marouan fellini there's loads of kind of proper sort of um proper when we were in our early 30s late 20s and early 30s and didn't have kids Hayley and had the time to watch loads of football uh, it reminds me of that era this week uh, he's doing whatever happened to Roman Pavlyuchenko really good reads they're up on offsiderulepodcast.com it goes without saying as well that we would encourage everyone to leave us a rating and review wherever you get the show as usual um, may call it an Easter treat for us an early one um, we have got a new review that I don't think we've read out before always makes me smile I don't give out reviews often but for this show I will of all the shows that I listen to this is the one that I'll listen to first informative light-hearted funny but when needing to they can be serious too um, and they also say it's also great to see there's a WSL version as well so thank you very much mad lass whoever you are for leaving that one if anyone else would like to we would happily take them yes a very happy international break to you Lindsay you're not going anywhere very far apart from fighting talk on Saturday. I shall. But I don't do have to leave act. the house. No, it's I know. And I sh- I, yes, yes, but I shall be reading the Riot Act to you later <laughs> on. Everyone in football should be taking a bit of a break right now. Um, Hayley, when are you back in? Oh gosh, I have a mega goal fest. So um, I have Goal Zone, which is um, all the European World Cup qualifying games goals going in thick and fast. And then I'm also doing a special boxing programme for half an hour on Friday night, uh, building up to, of course, um, Dillian White's involved in the ring on Sky Sports Box Office. So that'll be quite exciting just to work on something a little bit different. And then I have Saturday off, which will be lovely. I can play with the little one, hope the weather is nice and start to plan um, what I'm going to do for Easter and how many eggs I'm going to buy Ayla (laughs) and which one she's going to let me eat. 
is 97% of all the eggs. The beach yeah. diet will definitely not be starting in this house until after Easter, I tell you. Um, have a great week if you're listening. Enjoy the international football and we'll see you next week. Bye for now. You've been listening to The Offside Rule, part of the Athletic Podcast Network. Keep up to date with everything Offside at offsiderulepodcast.com and by following at Offside Rule Pod on Twitter and Insta. Check out all of The Athletic's football podcasts on Apple, Spotify and all the usual places or listen ad-free on The Athletic app. The Offside Rule is a Muddy Knees Media production. The Athletic. Sports Social Podcast Network.